Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Hi there, and welcome to Yakety Yak, a WandaVision cast, episode 3. Well, technically episode two, but we're talking about episode three. Uh, I'm your host, Christian, and with me today, again, is the lovely Michelle. Michelle, you want to introduce yourself? Say hi. Hey, everyone. This is Michelle. Uh, I've known Christian for quite some time. I feel like I did not properly introduce myself in the last time I came on, but that's okay. Uh, I do a lot of convention, pop culture convention-related things, and uh, Christian and I have been friends for a long time, so when he asked me to come on, I was like, heck yeah, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Michelle's awesome. And you did introduce yourself very well last time when we did the uh, the uh, Mandalorian podcast. Or, uh, this is the cast, but yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, as always with the podcast, we're just going to dive right into it. Thoughts and opinions of WandaVision, uh, the new Disney Plus series that we're covering that releases every Friday. Um, for the most part, as I talked a little bit about last week, it's a very confusing show, and we're going to delve into that filled with spoilers I guess right now, um, Michelle, what were your thoughts of episode three? I think the general consensus, I have I have the same feeling as the general consensus. It's, I don't know what's going on, but I'm really enjoying this. I'm having a lot of fun. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> I did appreciate all the callbacks to like the movies because I completely forgot half the things that happened in the movies. And then like, as you continue to watch the entire episode, you're like, oh yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that was a thing too. Yeah. Oh wait, that yeah. Well, what wow. were some of the ones that stood out to you? Because I know the big one was the Age of Ultron reference. That ha- like it's weird because people start talking about this early as possible, um, and then like a lot of people were outraged a little bit about the Age of Ultron. But what were your uh, thoughts on oh, on some of the callbacks? So I guess I escaped all of the uh, the the news, the initial news about people watching the episode and their reactions and stuff so i'm glad i missed that but i think the one that really like stabbed me in the heart proverbially was the fact that she um wanda is a twin yes and i was like oh my god that's right all of that <laughs> happened oh god she has so much trauma oh my gosh i want to hold her and hug her and tell her everything's okay so, <laughs> yeah um there was just so many moments where your heart just kind of drops or your heart just stops because you're like, oh, yeah, that happened. Um, the other big one was the very end where the aspect ratio changed. And I was like, this is Westworld. This is Westworld. <laughs> oh, shit. Was it Westworld? Well, I mean, uh, mild spoiler, I guess. There was a point in the Westworld series where the TV or the television aspect ratio changed from... <laughs> I don't know what it was, but the same thing happened in um, WandaVision where I guess it went from like what? What's the standard one? Like nine something? I don't, I don't even know what it is. I'm I yeah. Should, should I look this up? I should look this up beforehand. <laughs> Feel um, free to. I'm just like yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna yes and like a yes. good uh, a good partner in uh, in improv. It's about, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but basically the TV ratio changed. Um, so I saw I noticed that immediately because I noticed that too in the original in Westworld, which where I feel like that was the first time it was done in re- relatively recent television memory mm-hmm. so when, when did it change if i may was it was it the opening credits with the brady bunch no it was at the very very end um oh. yeah uh there was a scene i think it was when wanda was realizing something mm-hmm. 
it was either Wanda was realizing something or Geraldine slash Monica was realizing something. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Or she was like trans. She was coming out of the static television. Yeah, thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I'm gonna confirm officially today too, because I, I, we hypothesized. Hypothesized? I can't talk right now. We hypothesized that uh, Monica t- was the um the daughter of uh of Brie Larson's uh friend. Uh, wow, I can't remember names at the moment. But the point is, is like we we've seen her before and stuff. We thought that was her, but they confirmed officially via IMDb and through the many many talks about it today that happened. That yeah, that's a, that's a thing that she's officially, uh, from what we understand, uh, that character from uh, Captain Marvel, and also potentially more than likely an agent of Shield. Or I'm sorry, agent of Sword. Sword because yeah. of the necklace and uh, and Sword is also confirmed as well. Those are two things that I wasn't sure about last week, and like everyone's talking about it now. It's like no, that's that's what they were intentionally doing, and I was like, okay, cool. So, yay. Yeah, uh, I wrote in my note here saying that Geraldine is Monica. Rambo, I guess, and she's mm-hmm. the daughter of the black woman friend in Captain Marvel. And of course, I also forgot the woman, uh, the 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 woman's name too. And I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> poorly researched information is poorly researched. <laughs> I mean, we're here for speculation more than research, but yeah. Um, so yeah, like it it was it was really cool that they tied it all together. I because of the way that played out, though, I'm curious to see what role she'll have uh, down the line. Especially because, from what I understand, that character has like superhero powers of some degree, so she might actually play a really big role in the the MCU universe. I mean, assuming that Wanda is trapped, willingly or unwillingly, in this television like uh, world. That, that uh, what is it called? Geraldine slash Monica having that power to go back and forth. That's that's pretty good. Yes. So I would imagine that she has some special power to do that because typically normal human beings can't do that. I mean, we've seen some of the sword agents get in, but they don't seem to be as mentally there. Like, we saw that weird beekeeper come in, that was confusing. We saw, like, that weird plane uh, fly in, but, you know, that was, like, a toy. So, yeah, like, whatever that ability is, um, it's bizarre. Also, like, there were a lot of uh, small moments in this one where you could see, like, other people were acknowledging more that the, the, the reality was fragmenting or that the, this isn't how it's supposed to play out. Vision, which we'll talk about in a few, but more importantly, uh, I think Hank is his name, the, the neighbor with the, 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 the buzzsaw who was like cutting through wall or something like that. And, um, and that other woman who some people are hypothesizing is a different character who very much wanted to keep all this hush hush. Uh, Mish, I just wanted to ask, what were your takes on some of these like, is this the real life is this just fantasy type situations <laughs> where uh where we see like these hints at easter eggs of this is wrong basically so whenever i feel like i watch these shows i always have the worst prediction or the worst um ideas because i was going to take it for what it's worth okay and i was going to be like okay so they were in the 50s the first episode then in the mm-hmm, 60s mm-hmm. in the second episode and now they're in the 80s oh wait uh brady bunch 70s, which is 80s. like 70s 80s if I 70s right? 70s yeah. i i can math i promise <laughs> <laughs> um but i think when i when i watch shows like this i'm just like okay it like they're telling a story and they're they're telling us this version of the story so to them this is their version of the truth so i guess my 
I'm curious to see if this is Wanda's version of the truth or if this is like everyone else's version of the truth and they, they've trapped Wanda in this um, reality. Uh, and so I can't really tell yet. But I also realize a lot of people around Wanda are realizing there's something off and there's something wrong, but they can't put their finger on it. 100%. And a lot, a lot of the things that make up this world don't make sense per se like it, it's very nonsensical and and doesn't uh yes well, well let's jump into that let's talk about the sitcom elements for this episode because i feel like i guess we should because lastly we completely abandoned <laughs> all of the sitcom references and it's like oh that's right yeah we forgot that it's a comedy mostly because we were just concerned what is you know what is going on so um in terms of sitcom moments in terms of weird funny bits were there any that stood out for you in particular uh um, the fact that she was pregnant and hiding her pregnancy, it's I feel like that's a classic sitcom totally. um like storyline for a minute, right? Whether it's the mom getting knocked up or yeah, the mom ha- uh, accidentally having another child or the teenage daughter having a child or insert person in the TV story. Yeah. Here. The, the um the contractions cuz you always need to have that. It's like, oh. oh yeah. yeah. And the over dramatization of like what happens during the pregnancy so like when wanda was like freaking out and her she's on she can't control her powers so you know it rains inside the house the the <laughs> yeah. lights are swinging like crazy um what else happened oh her vacuum cleaner was going on and all. oh then there's the stork of course yeah the, um, the all of the little things in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and the, I, lo- I love that it started uh the water breaking was the rainstorm inside as you mentioned like that that just made me go okay the- <laughs> does, does nobody want to you know call it out for what this is it's like it's loony it's loony loony tunes it's it's insane um which is again why i love this sh- this show but i do want to see uh where where it's going how far down the rabbit hole it goes particularly because that first episode really threw me off in terms of is this a comedy or is this like a really dark sinister drama that we're just really doing our best truman show uh pleasant type experience of like hiding you know the blatant truth and that's in our faces um yeah, I completely agree with you. I was, I was also going to... I had a thought, and then, of course, did it escape mm. me? I don't know. But yes, I agree with you. Very Truman Show-like, because um, Monica, or Geraldine, was able to escape, so to speak, from the television world. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering... But the thing is, like, does... I, I'm kind of curious if Wanda's... If she wants to choose to escape. Because yeah. isn't there a theory out there somewhere, or maybe I'm just coming up with it, saying... Uh, Wanda wants to be trapped in this world because this is her having some peace and quiet and stability because she's in love with someone who is not exactly the most stable um, because he's not exactly a human entity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, She lost her brother in a very ridiculous, crazy situation Uh, before that. You know, that was her partner in life, in in the world and everything, because I don't think she had a mom and dad or mom and dad weren't really in the picture, right? They weren't, which is yeah. also confusing because dad is a very big figure in the Marvel universe. So, yeah, and yeah. then um, she's kind of picked up by the uh, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, Iron Man and company, and Avengers. they go the Avengers. The, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, am I the one running on less sleep, or are you the one running on less sleep? Because it sounds like I am right now. Oh, maybe we uh, both are. Maybe we're both sleepless. Yes. Uh, so yes, she gets picked up by the Avengers, and the Avengers are like okay, cool, we have another person with superpowers, and then they kind of pat her on the head and put her into a room and call it a day because she's <laughs> not Team A. Which is bizarre because, um, well, she's she is kind of Team A in, in uh, Captain's 
crew. But then again, that's a very fragmented post uh, Civil War crew. Um, yeah. I was going to say, like, there there is something very strange with Wanda in the sense that I don't think anybody really knows. And this is a lot of questions I had last week that I guess I'll ask you. What is her ability? <laughs> Because I thought I knew what it was, and I'm like, I don't... Everyone has sort of a different opinion. So what do you think Wanda's powers... Like, what do they entail? Because we know they're magical. Her name is Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... You know? Uh, let's see. What? How? What's the best way to describe it? I think the show is definitely demonstrating how much she can warp everything around her. So yeah. I guess reality warping is a big deal yeah so that that's what i thought it was too but i, I don't even know anymore because there, there's so much happening that i'm like does that just mean she has every power you can imagine can she just do whatever she wants at a whim like i don't know and i don't know the comics delve into that a little bit too but it kind of goes in so many directions that even i'm not 100 percent certain like yeah what wanda's capabilities are <laughs> I'm like trying to recall all of the like hand manipulations that she had in like the the movies, but I'm like, yeah, what was that ultimately doing exactly? And then I and then it's like she has some sort of telekinetic powers, right? She can move things with her mind or like with her hands, but without with them far away without touching them. Yeah. Um, what else is there? I guess like you know, Wanda is Scarlet Witch. What do witches do? They do magic. So maybe just a general, like, she just does magic. Maybe. Yeah, but, like, I think, I don't know. Because I, I do agree with that, but then I'm like, what does that entail, too? Like, what are, I really don't know her limitations. We do know that Thanos was horrified from her. So, like, in terms of, like, power level threat, she's up there with probably Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. uh, they're probably on sort of equal playing field, which means that Wanda's ridiculously OP. But what does that entail? I, I'm not 100% certain. <laughs> I just know that she summons red thingies and then makes things bend to whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, but from what we've seen in the show, uh, it's pretty evident that she manipulates pretty much whatever she wants. Like, uh, you and I caught a moment when we were watching together where uh, it jump cuts. Literally, the show itself jump cuts, right? Yeah, and... it was a really hard, intentional jump cut. And mm -hmm. I was like, I was so thrown off. I was like, wait a minute was that supposed to happen or did because um christian and i were watching it on group watch on disney plus yeah. um and then we i guess this is the issue with group watch right now which i'm sure a lot of people have experienced it's there's like some delays sometime it has it has some syncing problems every now and again so i i immediately assumed it was just a syncing problem but then it kind of like i felt like it happened multiple times in the span of time that we watched it yeah so that's why I was like, wait a minute, let's rewind a minute to rewatch that. And it was truly a deliberate jump cut. And I was yeah. just really thrown off. Me too. And then, like, later on, the other jump cuts were actually just bugs. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, that one in particular was really cool because um, I, I rewatched it again once before starting this up. And I didn't notice at the time, mostly because I was just really confused um, and lost in the sitcom. Like, the, I think the show does a really good job of losing yourself in the funny and the, the campy sitcom moments where you don't see the Easter eggs and then the horrific thing that's really happening. Uh, but in that particular scene, just prior to Jump Cut, Vision's realizing, wait a second, the dinner with the Hart family two nights ago in the first episode where literally I think his boss was like choking and stuff and almost died. And it was very, very twisted in a, in a very non-traditional Disney way where... It's like, oh, someone's literally, like, dying dead and <laughs> Vision had to save the day at the last second. But it was a pretty dark storyline for a Marvel Disney story. Anyway, and then the uh, the second episode with, uh, what was it, the um, 
Was it the magic story and and uh, there was another element to that too? Oh, oh, yeah, they were they were performing as magicians in uh, for for a fundraiser, right? And then yeah. he was he was gummed up, so to speak. He had accidentally swallowed gum, and for sentient beings like Vision, he's not supposed to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so so like. Basically, Vision, because of those moments and what was happening now with the baby, which made no sense really whatsoever, um, because it's like you went from, oh, pregnant to born. Um, really fast. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he started realizing the uh, yeah. there there is something wrong with this picture. And then immediately after that, you see this really and this is this is why I love the show. You see this and it's it's uh, kudos to uh, to uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Um you see her face kind of get really sad and dejected, like this weird acknowledgement that this dream reality that she's created, this weird bubble that she's in is about to pop and immediately jump cut. We're just, we completely sidetracked over everything that we were talking about and we go straight into something else. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of the, the big hook of this, of the series. And that was like one of the more jarring moments mm-hmm. um, in so far in the show, because it completely broke like reality itself, which just goes to show you Wanda is, ridiculously op but yeah. yeah i think the the tv that we have nowadays whether it i don't know how it has evolved i mean i know how it's evolved sorry I, what i mean to say is it was it has evolved so much to the point where in the past like even as early as like four years ago we were watching television where uh, when a character realizes something they're usually saying that right they're like i am realizing that the reality around me is incorrect yeah. but now the television we're watching today, it has elevated to the point where that emotion can be very well read on the actors, actors or actresses face. And you feel that drain of emotion or that, that fear, it just creeps into your heart. And either our acting skills have just kind of like leveled up so much to that point that we can relate to that. The viewers can relate to the actor so well now, or someone, I don't know, got to give kudos to the writers of the story to, to direct the actors to do that. I don't know if there's, we, we've really finessed how to tell a story now and it's amazing. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. And I appreciate your sentiment with that because I'm a, you know, storyteller myself uh, when I'm not <laughs> doing all these coverage things. That's actually why I'm taking some time off next month too, because I want to get back to writing. Um, what is it? So, all right. So we touched on some of the comedy we talked about a little bit about the reality bending and stuff. What do you think sword is? That's a that's a big one that everyone's talking about. What what is sword? What is their agenda? What are they doing? And why is why is she uh, Scarlet Witch so terrified of them? As a consumer of the cinematic universe and or Marvel cinematic universe and um, TV shows, but not the comics, I have little to no idea of what sword actually is. <laughs> Um, my immediate is assumption is that they're not the good guys, but I, I, I feel like I am drastically incorrect, but I'm also <laughs> so, the ca- casual consumer compared to like the hardcore, like comic book nerds and stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, like that's, you get everyone's opinion. And I'm, uh, even though I, I read a lot, uh, and watch and game a lot i do a little bit of everything nerdy a lot um i'm also not a big comic aficionado i know what i love personally but then that's kind of it so like if you ask me sandman questions i can answer any of them if you ask me stuff about vision and wanda besides the fact that i like both of their their powers and the weird directions i've heard their stories go i've only i only know about it from you know third person like oh 
uh, offhanded like oh okay they do this so yeah my, my knowledge is also limited i will say though that uh, to kind of give you a hint um you know how shield is a thing in marvel mm-hmm. universe because they protect the earth mm-hmm. well sword is kind of the counterpart to that and they're kind of like semi-space force uh, and if you watched um i think it was was it spider-man um you see nick fury in space i believe mm-hmm. in uh, homecoming and um yeah that, that was heavily implied that Fury is going to be starting Sword, which is sort of like the space uh, equivalent to Shield, <laughs> except instead of stopping or protecting the Earth, it's like stopping alien threats. Prior to that, which makes me also wonder why again why why are they even why are they even bothering with with Wanda and what's happening here? Right, what whatever their intentions are, I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, I just realized like Sword and Shield, duh. Hello, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was. Oh, gosh. Um, but this is, again, this is the beauty of uh, writing that we do, that we can translate onto the screen. And when people like me come to finally realize that was the whole intention, you go, wow, my mind is blown. So excuse me while I recover from a blown up brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that have blown your brain. <laughs> that sounds so wrong in every direction. Um, yeah, no, like... Um, I, I'm trying to think of how to pivot from here. Um, yeah, like, so sword is a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so <laughs> I was going to launch into, like, a side anecdote about, like, my experience growing up, like, with Please, comic books and stuff. It. Or lack of comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, not to not to go all, like, I don't know, girl power or lack of girl power here, but I didn't get the chance to go into a comic book shop when I was, like, younger and picked up um, these comic books when I was like at a younger age like my entrance to like the nerddom was like watching Yu-Gi-Oh because thank god it was on four kids tv because that was a thing back then um I feel like the yes go (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh I was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan I played the card game with my best friend I had the hugest crush on Merrick which is like really embarrassing now that I admitted the bad guy yeah I know the creepy thing (laughs) um anyway but anyway, I'm digressing like really hardcore. It's fine. It's going to make sense at one point, yeah. I promise. But the whole point is like I didn't have access to a lot of these things. So instead of reading comic books growing growing up, I guess you can say, I was stuck reading uh, Wikipedia and the fandom Wikipedias and whatever else like discussion threads I can get on the internet to read the, about these comic books and everything. And I didn't have a strong understanding of like which heroes were what. So I would also confuse a lot of them all all the time like yes i can discern i can i know the difference between like superman and batman and iron man but i didn't realize that it was like uh marvel and and dark horse and dc comics like i didn't know the various houses so i got them confused all the time um and i wish i had the opportunity to like learn or like read consume comics in a different way but i didn't have those opportunities but i'm really glad people have it now and it's a lot more accessible 100 mm-hmm. percent and like libraries now you know have every graphic novel you can imagine including online cata- uh, catalogs so you can actually read it yeah. for free basically mm-hmm. um and it, it's really cool that you got into it later because actually i don't talk about this much but i actually only read uh, i started reading comics like maybe at 22 so mm-hmm. like and uh, yeah, it was sandman ironically um because my uh relatives from the philippines really loved a lot of dc properties but that one in particular on top of the fact that uh you know i was in college so uh my philosophy friends were like this is the greatest book you'll ever read and i'm like that's weird to say about a comic and then i read it and i was like oh shit you're right um but 
but yeah, uh, to to bring it back to your point, um, I think now there's a lot more female uh, comic comic book superheroes. Yeah, and I think there's a much bigger audience now to attract more female viewership compared yeah. to ever before. Yeah, and one of the big things that I love about Marvel and what they're doing with Phase Four is they're introducing all of that. In fact, the ratio is now mostly female superheroes compared to to the guys, which I know some hardcore fanboys are like, but that's not cool. Like, I want my, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, whatever, Thor. And I'm like, yeah, they're cool too. But like, for the most part, I actually kind of like the flip. And they're kind of just balancing the scales almost because we had like a heavy guy to a few women ratio for many, like what, how long has it been now? Like 10 years, 11? Um, and now you're seeing the opposite trend of that. So, um, yeah. yeah. Like, even, so I only started doing the whole, like, con thing, so to speak. Um, okay, wait, maybe it was a little longer, like, tw- like seven years ago, eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. So at my after my college years. Um, and even then, I felt really awkward being in those spaces because they were just, like, women are not, like, yes, of course, we're welcome there. But, like, when we wanted to have an intelligent discussion about, like, the things we watched, watched or the things we read, it was, like, there was a sort of, like, superiority simply uh, over someone like myself simply because I was a woman um, obviously I think a lot of people's experiences are different now but to me that still feels really recent so I'm kind of curious uh, it's clear that there's a shift in the conversation and, and there's a huge acceptance now but I'm kind of curious to hear if anyone else is seeing that like where this quote-unquote old guard where the hardcore Star Wars fan the hardcore like comic book fans are like you know um, what is it called their gatekeeping our mm-hmm. uh, our joy and love for the same characters for simply they simply because they've known them longer yeah there's definitely that uh, i think a big complaint as well is like why do we need female versions of these characters like why not just have an original female superhero um squirrel girl perfect example she's somebody who's an original female superhero and is quite honestly adorable and pretty awesome for, uh, from comics from what i hear um but like why do we, do we need a female iron man why do we need a sheet a lady thor that kind of thing but for me especially for the marvel properties i think there's more than enough space to go around now because honestly there's like movies there's tv shows there's the the comics themselves which there's quite a lot of like there there's more than enough of a universe here for all of us to get like an equal share of the pie and I do think that those quote-unquote gatekeepers are... I'm not saying, like, it's it's not seeing the end of their times, because they're always going to be there in some shape or form, but, like, uh, they're, they're, there's going to be more representation, and I think that'll help uh, down the line, because it'll be no longer just that door. <laughs> There'll be many of doors. Yes, and I think that's a... It's, I also just realized, like, things evolve over time. So, mm-hmm. like... Even when the first three, I, I keep going back to Star Wars because I feel like it's what I could kind of relate to the most. And it makes um, sense because Star Wars, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all under the same umbrella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, we had the original trilogy and then we had the prequel trilogy. And like, that's what I grew up with, quote unquote, right? So I was very happy to accept no, that's that. That's what we both grew up with. Uh, yeah, what we both grew up with. And then so, like, when the new one came out, when the new trilogy came out, I was there was a part of me that was like, well, I don't want things to change. I was happy with the way they were. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that same way, too, for their other fandoms. I'm sure when Doctor Who got rebooted, there was a lot of naysayers, like, um, gosh, my Doctor Who knowledge mm-hmm. has, like, gone down the drain. Um, but, you know, having Chris Eccleston come on, uh, come on board for the first season during the reboot, I'm sure a lot of people were like, nah, he's not as good as 
Tom Baker. I forget that doc- one doctor that was really Tom, famous. Yeah, Tom uh, Baker is a pretty Okay, it was Tom one. Baker. I still yeah. remember these things. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. I have not watched Doctor Who in a while. Um, When's the last one you, or last doctor you followed? Because I, I stopped midway through, uh, I was going to say Peter Petrelli. No, uh, what is his name? Oh, the Peter old doctor. Capaldi. Picaldi, thank you. Yeah, Peter Petrelli's from Heroes. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I watched some of the episodes of the, the female Doctor, whose name is escaping me, but she is a wonderful actor, too. Yeah, Jodie uh, Whittaker. Yeah, yeah Jodie Whittaker. Oh, my gosh. She's amazing. Um, but I, unfortunately, I guess, like, Doctor Who is not as, like, attention-grabbing for me anymore. Well, or it's, like, hard to, it's, like, consistently, it's more difficult for me to consistently follow certain series than others right now. Yeah, I heard the um, series and the mm-hmm. writing went downhill. Like, it's really just that. And I don't know if that's true because I never actually got to give it a chance, but um, you're not the only person. Well, also, um, Doctor Who was on Netflix for, like, the longest time, right? Yeah. Yes, and then it's not there. And um, I didn't have HBO at the time, so I couldn't get... Was it, not, was it ever on HBO? Maybe Am I making stuff up? <laughs> at this point, I don't know. Like, everything's kind of jumped back and forth. It's hard to keep track, yeah. so I'm with you on that. Yeah, um, well, I want to say it's on Amazon, but I could be wrong. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I mean, Google I didn't have Prime. Um, that's that's what you depend your friend uh, depends on your friends for. That you borrow their Prime. You don't have your own Prime. <laughs> yeah, we all just trade like services and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So because fandom, when I feel like a fandoms really lose a lot of their like clout, engagement, interest when they leave the easiest platforms. I feel like everyone has Netflix. Almost everyone has Netflix, or they, everyone knows someone that has that has Netflix that they can borrow. Uh, Disney Plus is probably up there too because you know they're capturing a huge, they're capturing the family the family demographic. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, unlike other services, Disney Plus doesn't charge extra for multiple devices, which is stupid. I mean, I really hope Disney, if you're listening, please keep doing that. Don't, please keep don't doing do that. Cause yeah. Because Netflix is Netflix, my Netflix rate is going up next month, and I and I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should cancel it, because I was just just like, well, I have access to all almost all the other ones. If I can save like fifteen dollars a month, I should try, right? Yeah. But Netflix, my, I also pay full price for, but yeah. like that's because I can share four screens. But like that's extra. To get the four yeah. screen like four K highest quality is like, uh, I think almost like f- like five or ten dollars extra. Mm-hmm. But if you get like the base Netflix, it's a lot cheaper. But you don't get the better resolution, and you can only do two screens at once, I believe. Yeah, uh, but my mom religiously watches Netflix, and I I've definitely seen conflicts uh, within the people that share my Netflix with. So I'm like, all right, it's okay. I can I can suck it up and just pay the extra bit. Yo, we're in the same boat because like literally, I use it. My parents use it for all the Korean dramas, which they only discovered in pandemic. And then um, my friend uh, John also uses it occasionally too. So that was actually the reason I ended up paying extra because um, there were times when this started where like all three of us were trying to get on, but you can only go two at once. And I was like, this is bullshit. So I just I paid the extra for the the higher the higher uh, yeah. viewership. Yeah. And that's how we get hooked, right? Because we're used to it, and now we're just paying a little more, a little more, a little more. So like, please Disney, keep keep the same pricing because we're gonna pay a lot more than we'd ever want to for the resorts and the hotels and the um, parks, even though you can't open right now. But people <laughs> will pay out the nose for them. So please yeah. don't raise your prices, especially for Star Wars World, which just or the the new Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I forget what they call it, but yeah. I also just love that Disney Plus, you can do four screens at once. That's really the big appeal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so we got on a little bit of a tangent, but uh, 
WandaVision, were there any, was there anything else uh, about this episode or about the past two episodes that you want to talk about or, or hypothesize about? Uh, I was going to mention, I don't, not that anyone, I wonder, I wonder how many people are actually paying attention to the architecture of um, each sitcom decade or decade of sitcom, because in the first episode, um, what I noticed was a very standard living room. Um, there was the couch and how the, the TV or not TV, how the door, the front door was placed with the coat rack and everything in the very first episode. Um, pretty standard looking. And then in the sec, it was like a very open space concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause the dining table was like in the, basically the same room as, as the, uh, family room and the entrance of, uh, the house. Mm-hmm. And then we move over into the second episode where, um, the stairs kind of come into it, the stairs kind of create a deviation between the foyer and the hallway and the family room. Um, I don't know if like anyone cares about these things, but like, this is stuff that I noticed. Um, I, I feel like there's a part of me that's always gonna be house hunting for the perfect future home that I'll never <laughs> actually live in as I continue to deviate from the show. Um, but <laughs> like, I, I think I think uh, what's really interesting about these sitcoms that we've seen in the last three episodes is like the different types of living spaces we exist in or what was considered ideal or idyllic um, of that time. So, yeah, no, totally. And yeah. I, I think he's hit it on the nose because um, th- Wanda very much wants to keep this this idea of the home setting because, you know, like the these sitcoms take place in the decades over time. So there's there's the tradition, the, the traditional nuclear family that you're supposed to establish in your head, at least. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, like, a lot of that comes down to the ho- the, the interior design, the yes. the the role of the housewife, per se, and like what happens uh, sort of as that changes in definition and and, and such, uh, particularly like the first episode where they had the housewarming thing where it's like she had to cook this ridiculous kind of meal. Um, and then what is it? Episode two where she was oddly enough being an assistant. Uh, but I think that really hits it on the nose with this episode because I think this is what you might have been implying. I'm not sure. But um, Brady Bunch, right? Brady Bunch yeah. architecture. Well, yeah. Brady Bunch ar- architecture, but uh, a personal love of mine in like looking at um houses and stuff the sunken living room yeah yeah because i don't think we really see that in homes in in modern ish homes um so i, I was just like that when when we were initially watching uh christian and i we we were like I texted him. I was like, it's a sunken living room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yo, props. Cause I, I do love uh, sunken living rooms as well. Mostly because of Mad Men. I didn't realize how cool it looked until Mad Men. And then I was like, fuck. <laughs> I just thought the idea of it is like really inviting. Cause like it, it just, it's centralized. Cause like you can sit on the edge or you can sit on the floor of the sunken living room. I don't, I don't know. It's a, I feel like when it comes to a social gathering, it's a little more intimate. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was the idea back then, but now we don't really have that. Cause like, I, I mean, I think most of the people that we're friends with, they don't live in a house with a sunken living room anymore. In fact, I, I've seen some homes recently, um, vaguely house hunting, not really finding mm-hmm. much in my price range. Oh, well, uh, who, who else also isn't trying to house search for during, during the pandemic. Um, but I also realized how dangerous it can be to have a sunken living room because oh, if you're an yeah, old but... person you can trip and you can fall and that would hurt <laughs> wait really people trip on those because i feel like you just trip in in which case it's carpeted right? right you can trip in but like 
there's I've seen homes that are designed without the carpets anymore. So they might have taken oh. they, they might have torn out the carpets um, yeah. when these things were created. Yeah, yeah but, it's also a postmodern thing. Well, not postmodern, but a modern thing because yeah. um, like people don't like carpets because of allergies. Like it just mm-hmm. gathers all the dust and stuff, which is weird because I feel like it was the opposite effect back in the day, where it's like people like the soft flooring how it feels. Yeah, yeah. But, so yeah. the architecture. I mean, whoever's doing the set design of all of these of uh, the last three episodes, holy crap, like major props to you because um, I, I felt really transported into the, the decade of the television show I was watching. So, woohoo. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I loved it as well overall. Um, I kind of want a sunken living room personally. I know. I'm like, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build one. My Can problem is, is like I'm like also a child sometimes, like in my head and heart a lot. And I feel like... I don't know. I would get like really drunk and decide to fill it up with like water to make a swimming pool. <laughs> or if I had kids, they would do that because that's kind of what I want to do too. <laughs> it would totally ruin it, but it would be kind of funny to have. Well, I mean, um, obligatory uh, ball pit. <laughs> so yeah, but that would that'd be cool too. So, oh my yeah. god! I'll then pretend they're coins the balls, but, and yeah. Scrooge McDuckit and be like, oh yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's the only way us millennials will like feel rich because we can dive into a ball pit and pretend they're gold coins. <laughs> How how hard would it be to get like a bunch of those little plastic balls that you'd see and just fill up one of those? Bits? Uh, it's it's not that difficult actually. I mean I mean you've you've seen the, the drama around ball pits, especially at conventions, so I, I'm sure I've I've got stories for another podcast wait no no no. share, share one because i actually have no idea what you're talking about okay so i think the the one that everyone knows uh that's like infamous is uh dash con's ball pit mm-hmm. so dash con was something that grew out of tumblr i think and people rented a convention center for a bunch of tumblr people to to like go have fun in and then there was really there's a lot of difficulty differentiating a regular ticket versus a VIP ticket. And like, you know how these things, how most conventions are, you can get the basic ticket to go in, but if you get the VIP or the VVIP or the whatever, the all access insert badge, higher level badge type here than standard, um, you get extra perks, whether it's getting into the vendor room early or early access, or uh, you can cut the line to go meet people. Well, Mm -hmm. I think DashCon didn't really have too too much content and stuff going on so they gave their vip guests like an extra um an extra hour in the ball pit if i recall correctly and their ball pit was literally a kiddie pool size uh, of uh filled with balls yeah a kiddie pool size (laughs) like kiddie pool okay filled with balls and uh this this convention i think garnered enough attention that like a couple thousand at least a couple thousand uh attendees to to go to and in those couple thousand of attendees of course there's going to be a large there's going to be a large-ish population that got the vip ticket because they want to feel special and they paid the extra so they deserve it so they show up to the convention and there is a kiddie pool of uh the ball pit that they can have an extra hour in is really that's it so (laughs) not the best impression of ball pits <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like they took the ball pit or something like that, or like they popped the ball pit by accident by spending an hour in it. No, no, it was it was like a very sad looking picture because like in you know how convention spaces are they're they're huge and empty because people have to come in and fill it. So yeah. there's a there's this very there's this picture where it's like huge space, tiny ball pit with the <laughs> with the kitty the kitty sized pool uh kitty pool sized ball pit yeah. 
That's awesome. And horrifying. <laughs> it, it was horrifying. It was, it, it made, I feel like, I don't know, I'm sure there's got to be someone out there that's, like, recording, like, convention history a lot better than myself, i.e. just come, just hearing the stories and hearing the, the drama. <laughs> you should write a book about, I, like, your convention experiences. I, I could. Christian, we need to have another conversation about me writing stuff, like, my experiences. Because <laughs> I have comments and I have opinions. And I'm just asking some really important questions here. And, and I'm hoping to... this is my way of getting things answered. <laughs> yeah, like uh, getting bigger pools for the ball pit, like a very important important issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> we went on enough of a tangent. Um, final thoughts, I guess, on, on uh, WandaVision Episode 3 or the series in general? Yeah, I the only the 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 other thing that I wanted to talk about was what secrets and which secrets is coming unraveled right now. Because Ooh, okay, so we had a lot of fun talking about this. So yeah, let's let's dive let's dive into that because uh, yeah. last week uh, all three of us had a different opinion. Um, a I guess I'll go first. Uh, yep. I think this is. Uh, it's weird. My I think my theory got debunked this week with the confirmation of shield uh, of sword of mm -hmm. sword um but my, originally i thought that this entire alternate reality was just happening moments before vision died because this was sort of wanda's way to cope with grief mm -hmm. by spending a fake moment with with vision prior to him dying in an endgame so everything you're seeing isn't really real but that kind of got thrown out with the sense that these are obviously some of these are real people and that sword organization seems to be very very real like the those agents are definitely trying to get in from what we confirmed uh in this episode in particular so that theory kind of got thrown out um now i'm not even sure it might be just a town with wanda controlling the scenes but i don't i don't know the motivations or why uh okay what are your what are your thoughts I think there's a ton of secrets, but I just okay. don't know which secrets are going to be unraveled first. Um, I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what was my biggest concern. Oh, my biggest concern was, is Vision aware that he is trapped? Or if this is a fantasy Vision? Or... Ooh. Yeah, because... I think we're getting the idea that Wanda's definitely Wanda's a thousand percent trapped, but is it by her own, like, her own architecture of creating this bubble, or is there insert bad guy here who forced her to live this false reality? But she's enjoying it, so is it really that bad? See, that's the other thing. I'm I'm kind of curious if if this is the world that Wanda created because she needed to escape for herself and just accidentally like is this the kind of good guy bad guy story where the bad guy actually had some really good intentions or the protagonist is a bad guy and mm -hmm. they wanted to they, they wanted to just like live their own they want to live their own truth so she puts herself in these different sitcoms or is this like some bigger being put wanda there and she's living in her like idyllic dollhouse life and being the puppet that's dancing in her own little life while the bad guy is doing something else so i can't yeah. tell at all yeah i'm not sure too and that's kind of it's weird because that's sort of the appeal there are some theories that that one neighbor who keeps referring to her husband who's keeping the um the sitcom trope alive oh the nosy neighbor agnes right yeah mm -hmm. so agnes might actually be agnes the witch is what i think a lot ah, of people are implying yeah. so and yeah 
I don't know if you I don't I don't know if this was like super clear, but like uh, my significant other Kenny like picked up on this real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but Agnes was on Parks and Recs uh, on a you know on the TV show Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and she played a relatively similar character, very like campy type. Um, so it was just a it was just like an interesting observation because I was trying to figure out like who else played whom in in the show to see if there's any connection there if they were like not typecasted so to speak but like to kind of get an I, idea of like no 100 percent. i think they were yeah. typecasted because mm-hmm. like um the mom from that 70s show that immediately like threw me off i was like oh shit maybe they intentionally are doing these these particular casting roles to to be based on actual like tv characters uh that we've seen in you know in fiction or in, in television and stuff so i think you're onto something there yeah i was trying to look up like um who, who is also he? because it's disney uh-huh. there's a lot of property that they can play with yeah so uh there was that indian dude i'm like looking at the uh imdb right now to see if i can find the specific name sure. of the yeah. person not and then not also better. because um we know that and i talked about that last week uh because we know that wandavision kind of leads into multiverse of madness mm-hmm. multiverse theory is very popular with this show like yes y- you can kind of go anywhere with this that's the thing mm-hmm. which is why it's so confusing and also like interesting because it's like anything can happen in this, yeah. which is why. i yeah. think what was really interesting uh, was really interesting was um asif ali um mm-hmm. one of the characters he was the, he was the guy sitting next to vision and in, in the first episode right i think so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and he he was also in the mandalorian oh was he yeah I, I was like, why does he look familiar? And the same thing with Herb, uh, David Payton. I was like, he's familiar, but I have no idea why. And I looked him up and I was like, okay, apparently he's actually, he's a newer actor. So um, it'll be exciting to see what he continues to do. Yeah, that whole, that hedge, cl- was it hedge clipping? I can't even tell. Um, yeah, the he- yeah, that whole, like, you can tell some, oh, that was, I guess, I guess that was another thing that I, we both forgot to touch on. Because, like, you can tell things are falling apart. Yeah. 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 And so, like, no, most neighbors, when they realize they're cutting through cement walls, they would realize and stop. But he kind of kept going. Now, it, I like that it's a cement wall, because do you think that he's trying to break out? Um, that's what I think is really happening. And that the illusion around it that's happening is sort of Wanda's way to normalize it. Yeah, that, that's what um, Agnes and Herb and um, the two were talking about with Vision in the show. They were just like, y- you realize, like, we're this this place is off but i i hate i hate when this happens too because it, it always it always happens to the best of us when you want to tell someone something but mm-hmm. they give you the sentence subject verb but they don't give you the object so they don't give you the actual information that you need and you're just kind of stuck there and then they're like okay i gotta go bye and you're like but what was i missing <laughs> i i i totally sympathize with that mm-hmm um so here's a question because <laughs> we're going on to weird questiony uh you know side side winders um does vision want to be there i don't know see i i would assume yes because you're in you're with the love of your life right and see this is i feel like i'm starting to do a really hilarious job of like connecting um really irrelevant tv shows with each other but we're all in a pandemic we're, we're all watching a lot of the same tv shows that have no relation to another mm-hmm. um but 
if that was the case, if Vision wants to be with Wanda, assuming that they are willingly they they are unwillingly trapped, the part of me thinks that he would want to be there. It's their reality. They they want to be together, and they can have this chance to be together. It is not unsimilar. Okay, wait, no, just kidding. It is it is a little similar to uh, one of the the couples in Bling Empire. Um, the not so great TV show on Netflix. Um, I will find ways to connect TV shows that I'm watching. That's fine. With, with whatever I'm talking about. Yeah. Everything six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I sympathize with Vision, but I'm also confused because I don't I don't know if he's real. And it's also strange because you know Wanda's reality bending and Vision's basically a living mind computer thing so Mm -hmm. you can go in so many black mirror type none of this is real situations uh it's actually something i'm trying to write about now for this review is um like 80 percent of the show is comedy but that 20 percent is saying that's not real right there's something wrong so i'm not sure which the show should be weighing on heavier should we be going this hard in the sitcom direction or, like, should we really start addressing that 20% where we're trying to figure out what's happening? I do feel at some point in time it's going to balance more. Like, it's going to be less of a sitcom and, like, kind of equally sitcom and equally, like, drama get out type situation. Mm-hmm. But um, for now, it's still very much more sitcom than, than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I find hilarious about um, WandaVision as a TV show if you look at the Wikipedia and you look at the Disney Plus like um, genre, it says drama, mystery, romance, sitcom, and superhero. It encompasses so many different genres that like it almost guarantees that you're gonna be pulled into the show. But they are actually missing mystery and horror. So well, Disney, I, I tie that in real like, quick. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I feel like this is a horror show because it it has the very Get Out vibe to me. It um, does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, again, it, it's not labeled in the the drama specifically. That's true, it doesn't yes, say yeah. teenage either. That was the other thing I noticed. It's like it's not a teenage TV show, and I'm wondering there's got to be elements that they can write that into there to make it to make Wandavision just literally cover all genres. <laughs> oh my god, I would love if in like the '90s they do like a Dawson's Creek type thing, yeah. <laughs> where they do teen drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wandavision's now a teen drama. Um, yeah, but I, I I love how flexible and malleable this, like, television, this particular series has become because, like, for many people that are watching it right now, we're probably watching it because we adore the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm hearing, if I recall correctly... There was a lot of people that were just interested, casually interested in, you know, let's see what's on Disney Plus, And that got pulled into this particular TV show, not realizing this is technically more MCU. Mm-hmm. So this is a really fun way to get more people involved into like the comic book genre. I mean, not comic book, uh, the superhero genre. No, no, 100%. Like a big, a big pull for me is, is about this is it's not just superheroes beat them up. It's a really complicated, complex story with lots of layers to it. That's still your traditional sitcom, like uh, comedy for the most part. So mm-hmm. it, it, I just don't know. I don't know how dark it's going to get is my concern. I kind of want it to go really dark, but at the same time, I'm like, it can't. It's Marvel. It's Disney. They're not going to go. Like, the only exception will be if they kill somebody's dad because, you know, that, that's what Disney does. Um, or and, mom. You know. Or yeah, actually, well, or mom. Or, pa- or parent. Picture. Kill yeah, the parent. parent. That's really, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's really what. Well, in this case, I don't even know how you do that because they're, they're both adults. 
And Vision's not even a person person. He already killed his parent. <laughs> Ultron. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think that's a good place to call it. What do you think? Final thoughts on episode three? I, I think, I think uh, I've gone over and above and around and through uh, the show. So yeah. I hope for us listeners out there, thank you for following our my, well, my poor lines of logic, but <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not poor. They're they're brilliant, and it's as spongy and bendy and timey wimey as I think the the nature of the show is. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks for the save, Christian. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, tried. I tried. I'm just like, yeah. Like, it's funny because like immediately going into this, I, I even wrote it here in the notes. It's like I have no idea what the fuck's going on part two. <laughs> That's what oh I call God. this episode. <laughs> if any of my coworkers are listening to this, I apologize in advance, but I've come into so many meetings where I'm like, I have no idea what's. I've written in my like work notes. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> the same way in the show. So I was like, oh great, I feel right at home. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I do. But think I'm really that... enjoying the ride too. That's the oh no no hundred percent <laughs> same here. I do think uh, just because of the way that TV is structured these days and the way that uh, network deals and stuff go before things get finalized. Although that's a little complicated to say about this Disney product because Disney's kind of, they have a good roadmap. Um, usually around episode four or five is where you see the mid-season beat change, the big hook. So mm-hmm. like I do predict if not next episode, then episode five, we'll see a lot more explanation as to what sort is and really what's happening. Because like a lot of, a lot like everyone I know who just watched this one is like, what's going on and i i don't have an answer for them either but uh I, I think it's coming i do think it's coming so please keep keep watching yeah i i mean i'm definitely gonna keep watching i i'm just here to enjoy the ride uh and i could talk conspiracy theories all day with people and then connect it to the other tv shows that i've been watching um i was trying to find a clever way to like include um Gossip Girl, because I'm rewatching that right now with WandaVision, oh but don't mind me. This is what the pandemic does. Maybe they'll have a Gossip Girl themed episode. Yeah. It wouldn't well, surprise me. Okay, to be fair, spoiler alert for those who never watched Gossip Girl, there was a dead parent that resurrected, and then, yeah, it was weird. But it's just full on Disney. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, on that note, um, this has been Yakety Yak, a WandaVision cast. Uh, I'm your host, Christian. You can follow me on uh, thewordprint.com, where we have the many reviews that I write and that we do and cover. Uh, currently, we're covering WandaVision, Discovery of Witches, and soon uh, coming next week, uh, Resident Alien, which I have interviews with the cast and and uh, and reviews of the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, words, yes. Um, and you can follow me on X and underscore Angelus on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Christian Angelus Writer on Facebook, and of course, thewordprint.com. Michelle, do you got anywhere that you want to plug? or? Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's michicatlu, M-I-S-H-I-C-A-T-L-I-U. Woo! Uh, Michelle, thank you again for being an awesome guest again, as always. And uh, everyone, I hope you have a great um time and day week month uh, hour everything <laughs> what's up D- uh, have a great day week month everything have a great uh life yes. and uh i'm trying to think of a clever sign off uh, it's not it's not clicking <laughs> anyway i'm okay. not that punny on the spot so you gotta gotta find another friend for that sorry <laughs> no that's the funny thing too is like I'm, i i thought i'd have one for this i was gonna do a play on words on yakety yak because I literally just came up with this this title, but it's not it's not clicking. But it's okay. We'll come up with a better one next time. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> everyone, take care.